Hello, and welcome back to Now Screaming, episode four. I'm Evan Culbertson. And I'm Liz Smart. And we're watching all the horror movies currently streaming on Netflix. So you don't have to. This is a bonus episode. Surprise episode on a Thursday. Yeah, it's not Tuesday, but we're coming right at you. We're doing it anyway. It's because we felt so bad about Rites of Spring being so bad and such a weird episode of us just being down in the dumps about how bad Rites of Spring is. <laughs> so we're, we're jumping right into the Amityville Horror. The Amityville Horror, the remake, the 2005 remake. Yes. With Ryan Reynolds. Yes. Directed by Andrew Douglas, who, to really set the stage for this, has only done one other feature film in his life. Oh, no. As far as I can tell, it was never released in America, just South Korea. And he directs a bunch of commercials now. Wait, what's the movie? I don't know. What's his other, what's his other South Korean feature film? It's a horror movie. You don't know? It's called, like, You Want Me to Kill Him. You didn't do your research. It's called You Want Me to Kill Him. I just told you. You Want Me to Kill Him? Yeah. You didn't sound sure. It doesn't matter. It's okay. not what I'm talking about. <laughs> I wanted to know. This is the ninth, ninth film in the Amityville franchise. Which now, uh, in January, we'll have 18 films in the franchise. Yes. So this was the halfway point. So far. So Yes. So far in January. Because that'll, be that'll be number 18. But it clearly was the kickoff for nine remakes in 10 years. Whereas the first nine were over the span of 25 years. So this is really a remake of the 1979 Amityville Horror, mm-hmm. which is based on the book from earlier in the 70s. Which is based on a true story. Spooky stuff. Kind of. I mean, it is. That's the thing. The names are the same. That's the thing that is like really unusual, I think, for that whole kind of based on a true story thing. Because I became very jaded about based on a true story when I started listening to all those true crime podcasts. Mm-hmm. And like The Strangers, which is very, very... Uh, is built on it being like, oh, it's based on a true story. The true story that Strangers is based off of is, it's not even close. It's like so dissimilar. And this is similar enough. It was like, it was, the guy who wrote the book, he describes it as like, they drank a bunch of wine and wrote a bunch of new stuff, <laughs> which is really, and then we're like, it's true. So and the Lutz fake. family is not happy about it. Oh, no. But the, I think the way that it was just described to them was like, there was just a lot of paranormal stuff happening to them and they just left. So do you want to jump into the plot summary, the the summary of this movie, which if you haven't seen the original Amityville horror, I think you should go watch that right now. Yeah. If you haven't seen this, I think we're going to fight about it a little bit, but I recommend it. It's fun. It's like, it's a good time. It's pretty bad. It's a good time. So the plot, so the plot starts out. Um, you're, it's very, very typical if you've seen any of these kind of like based on Amityville or based on other kind of like Ed Lorraine Warren uh, checked out this story when it was happening to the Lutzes originally and they were they claimed it wasn't a hoax. So any any kind of things that they sort of worked on with haunted house movies about like families who they're really down on their luck. They move into this house because it's a great deal, but turns out a murder happened there and well, in this case, multiple murders, the whole family gets murdered and they, you know, bad stuff happens. Bad stuff to happens them. to them. The father, specifically George, played by Ryan Reynolds, gets not entirely possessed, but starts being influenced by voices he's hearing in the house. Yeah, he starts being really mean. Oh, horrible! And he's doing... like, and he's the stepdad too. That's he's actually the kind of the extra like shitty part of this is that he is not. There's already conflict between him and the children. Uh, that he is not their father. Um. 
So him being the stepdad, I think, actually adds an extra level of, like, badness to this. Yeah. Like, it just, it just like, it sucks to watch in a lot of ways. Because you're just like, oh, this is, this is abuse. Like, it's not all, like, possessed, the exorcist-style demon possession. It's like, he's just generally for a long time being a terrible person. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but, you know, the mom goes to the library, does some investigating, finds out the mystery of the house and what what influenced the murders there in the first place comes home there's a big fight with ryan reynolds running around the house it's raining lightning is flashing and then it all ends happily and they sail away literally on a speedboat Mm -hmm. that's the plot do you have anything else to add (laughs) not really i think that that's it's pretty cut and dry yeah it's pretty like your typical haunting i think that the most notable thing about it and this follows in the tradition of the original is that nobody dies. Mm-hmm. The dog dies. Well, the dog isn't a person. <sighs> Still hurts. I actually, I, you know, that always kills me in movies. But nobody dies. And that's mm-hmm. pretty interesting. That's also, yeah. I mean, Poltergeist, nobody dies. The Conjuring. Nobody dies. Which is... Haunting Can I Get Nobody Dies, which is my other favorite uh, haunting movie. Also based on the Amityville movie. Which is very interesting. I like and I it. I think that's like, to its credit, that it didn't feel the need to add in... A children, a child death. Yeah. I actually thought, because there's a part at the end where he, you see him uh, hit her with the axe. Mm-hmm. And I... But no, I, it's I, not real. It's a fake out. But I got really upset. I was like, I didn't think this movie was going to go there. But it didn't, actually. It was a fake out. <laughs> we, can, we can get into that a little later, because yeah, I have a lot to say about that. I think that fits into kind of my stuff, too. One more thing to introduce this. I do just want to say that it is a Platinum Dunes feature. And if you're not familiar with Platinum Dunes... It's Michael Bay's production company where he puts all of the shit that he is too good for. <laughs> oh, They're responsible ow. for the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake, the uh, Friday the 13th remake, the Nightmare on Elm Street remake. They exist solely to take something original that was important to pop culture and important to horror and capitalize on it. I'm being a little facetious here. Yeah. The only movie I believe uh, that has a Rotten Tomatoes above 30 is the purge sequel that they've ever done no did they do all, all the purges oh, they did all the purges uh yeah no there's some that are like 33 but they're only things that are above 50 are the two purge sequels which are great i've never seen them they're great they're like they actually take what was wrong with the original purge and like fix it which is really cool to see for like sequels i just want to say this is a really bad production company so it's not surprising that this movie's garbage okay i'm gonna disagree with you actually on uh the the things that you listed because i i agree with you that certain like the remake culture can be really gross and cash grabby like i understand that point of view but i will say that like a lot of those remakes whatever the intent for them to just make money or use someone else's idea or whatever like those were my entree into like into this world you know like i love the friday the 13th remake I thought it was hilarious and fun. And I saw it in theaters surrounded by like a ton of other people who were enjoying themselves. And we all had such a good time. And that, that was part of my horror experience, you know? So as much as like, yeah, I hate Michael Bay. I agree with you about this production company kind of like standing for nothing. I don't think that it is like useless in this world because if remakes can make horror fans 
and then they go back and watch the originals, if that's their like peek into what this this franchise is, I think that's great. Like I think that's cool. Does, does it make sense? It makes sense. I disagree. Why do you disagree? Sense. Because well, specifically to turn this back to the Amityville horror, this as far as I'm concerned, shouldn't be a franchise. There's really one movie that matters, and there's a bunch of... I mean, even Amityville 2, which is, like, really... I actually agree. But don't you think, like, what like what if those other 16 movies didn't exist, and it was just the 79 and the 2005? Then what's the point of... Why do you need an entree into it? Because I it might, it might have been the reason that I went and watched the Amityville Horror. Unless your argument is we shouldn't even watch that either, because that's a piece of shit movie. I love the Amityville Horror. Okay, then, like, what if this movie is, like, this is in 2005... And it has Ryan Reynolds in it, so it's a it's a cash grab and it's a celebrity, like that people are gonna want to watch this movie. And then people could say like, oh, you know, that was I was fun. I really liked it. I want to watch the original. In part because this movie and the Platinum Dunes movies, in my experience at least, aren't fun. They're very much trying to be grittier, modern day. You know, a lot sharper around the edges. A lot, a lot more use of CGI. They're like. They're like the Call of Duty of movies. Do you think that's how this movie was? A hundred percent. See, I disagree. This movie's a hundred percent just like trying to coast on Flash. And it's 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 like gross and offensive. I disagree. I actually really disagree with you. Do you want to get into that or yeah, you want to sure. talk about what you like first? Uh, well, are they going to be opposites? Are the things that I like going to be the things that you don't like? I think we're getting pretty negative up front and I'm, I want to hear your case. I want you to tell me what you think works. I've okay. got a few things that I think work. Not a ton, but there are a couple things, so mm-hmm. I'd like to hear what you actually liked about this movie. Okay, I will start. I really like Ryan Reynolds. Like, outside of this movie, I love him. Like, he, I think that he's great. Me too. So, I maybe went into this feeling like I felt positively about him already, because I like him a lot, and I've never seen a performance of his that I didn't like, even in really, really stupid stuff. So, I think that his slow possession over this movie is terrifying. I think that, like, the whole aspect of it that's not really that paranormal, it could just be him being, like, a really horrible piece of shit stepdad, is terrifying to me. Like, he really did scare me a lot in these moments. Um, I was like, it, it just, it, it caused a legitimate emotional reaction to me. And his struggle was very evident of, like, whenever they would leave the house and he would suddenly feel better and then he would go back and he would just feel like crap. And it's just, there's something there that's very real. I don't know. I, I also like, I, I don't know how much I believe in paranormal stuff. I go back and forth on it all the time. But uh, I've had friends who have experiences of like being in houses where like there's just something terrible there. And it's got like some sort of horrible oppressive force and how it can really horribly affect your mental state. So I am... I just I was fascinated by his performance in this. I thought it was really great. Um, I'm a fan of it all the way through. I really like Ryan Reynolds. I think that he's very charming, and I think he's really sexy in this movie. I think that the <laughs> yep. bearded look is really good for him. And he's shirtless for and half of it. <laughs> yeah, this movie is super interested in showing off his wet his hot bobs. Yeah, <laughs> which I agree is is ridiculous and flash and what you said before about relying on flash. But I think his acting is also great. I think his acting is good, but I don't think that he is right for this role i think especially in contrast to james brolin who is thick and rugged and you believe that he's a construction contractor ryan reynolds looks beautiful and he looks beautiful throughout even when he's he's mean he's he gets very cruel i I very much agree with you the moments where 
the one that sticks out to me is when he grabs um, the, the subtopic of chop wood and he like makes him hold the yeah. wood oh, and like gets really close to him. It's like really, it's like pretty scary, but not not in a horror movie way. No, you're at right. all. You're right. In a men are scary way. Yes. And and that that little kid like was the kind of he was the talk back kid. He was the one who was like, "You're not my dad," and that at that point he was like so afraid to say anything was a really just like horrible moment. But you're right, not in a horror. I mean, that gets into it. Like there are a lot of movies that are horror movies that are just about the human psyche, you know? This isn't about the human psyche though. No, but like it's effective. I guess I didn't find it effective because I find him he's just too pretty. I I I think the really interesting thing about this because I looked it up because I was like, how does Ryan Reynolds look the same in 2005 as he does now? And he's only 28 in this movie. Uh, cause he's only 40 now. And I was like, is he supposed to be 28? Is he supposed to be like her young new husband? And it's like, is it supposed to be weird? Is that why her mom hates him? Like I was just kind of. Her mom or... loves him. What? Her mom loves him. Who? No. His wife's mom loves no. him. Kathy's mom loves him. No. Yes. What are you talking about? She's gushing about him on no, the phone. He's being sarcastic. Is he? Yes. She goes, is my daughter there? And he goes, your mom has to stop gushing over me. It's really getting embarrassing. He's being sarcastic. She hates him. And I was like thinking maybe it was because he was young and her mother was disappointed in her for like marrying this like young hot guy when she has like a family of three. Can I say another thing about Ryan Reynolds? Mm -hmm. He's not a good yeller. There's lots of points (laughs) in this movie where he has to just, he's not shouting words. He's just screaming. He's just going, ah, like into the boathouse. Yeah, I agree. And... He's not good at it. I agree. I still, I, I, I think that's a small piece of like, I think that the rest of it is, is really good. Um, I like the rest of the characters. The little girl played by a very young Chloe Grace Moretz, which is just so jarring to look at her. You know, she's destined to be in every horror movie remake. Remake, yes. She was just announced in, she's going to be in the remake of Suspiria. Right. And she was in Carrie. She was in Carrie. She was in. I love her. She's great. But she looks also in this movie. She looks exactly like my cousin. It like free. It was like I couldn't watch her and do things because she looks exactly like her, and it was freaking me out. But I like this family. I also like the other little kid, um, not the older sassy one. The middle one is in. He plays young uh, Jim Kirk in the first Star Trek. Oh, and he also is in Orphan, which is another one of my favorite recent horror movies. So I was predisposed to like this cast, uh, to like these people. Um, maybe. Not to this movie's credit, but it, it added to the enjoyment for me. And I also, kind of what I said about Rites of Spring in our last episode, but it was it was more effective this time, was that I feel like this movie has everything in like a comforting way to me. And that's just, that is just because it's Amityville um, and it inspired all of those other movies. But I felt like I just knew where this movie was going and therefore it was an enjoyable watching experience for me. Because I knew there was going to be a like trip to the library and going through the articles and the microfiche and figuring out and like the big book that says like this house was haunted by a, you know, a corrupt reverend who killed Native Americans. And and I can see how that is a negative trait in remakes because they usually be doing something new. But I found it comforting and... Uh, an easy watch, I guess. I agree that it's an easy watch. It's very unchallenging to the to the mind yeah, and so, senses. Sometimes I like that. 
Sometimes I like to be unchallenged. And I thought, um, this is a quick one because I thought most of the horror in this movie did not work. There's a lot of gore. There's a lot of like flash cuts to oh, things. Oh, we'll talk about that. And I didn't think it was effective. I thought the the subtler horror aspects of it, um, which is a lot of Ryan Reynolds acting and then a lot of the like just kind of the whispers of the house um, were effective. They kind of, they freaked me out. Mm-hmm. And, so, and some of the jump scares did scare me and then... The second that I saw what I was supposed to be scared of, it stopped scaring me because the actual effect was so bad. So there are two things I liked about this. I think they get the house right, albeit it's, it's too big. The house is too big. But the windows, they have they look like eyes. Um, what about the house is too big? It's too tall. Hmm. Which is necessary for the second thing I like about this, which is the best scene in this movie, which is... Chelsea, Chloe Grace Moretz, gets on top of yeah. the house and is standing up there when they, they get home. And she's like going to jump off because Jody, the demon child she's talking to, or the ghost child, whatever, has told her to jump off the roof. And it's a lot of really stupid helicopter shots. And <laughs> I think it works, though. But it's I thrilling. Yeah, Visually, scary. it looks really good. It's a really nice sense of space it's a lot like it reminds me of the omen when the um oh, the nanny up on the, the nanny's yeah, up on, on there and i think it's really effective i thought it was a really good scene in the movie and i wish that more of the movie was like that working in longer shots working in establishing a sense of place working in a more real grounded sense of horror i.e your child is on the roof of your house and could fall and that's that's real and don't you me. think that that there was kind of that aspect with ryan reynolds as well like Not at the all. man that you love is turning on you that's a, I just I just feel I feel that fear so I think it's too abstract. I think it's too abstract. I and totally I think disagree. that you know again I really like Ryan Reynolds. I don't think that he plays a real threat convincingly. Oh, I disagree. I did have one more thing I was going to say that I liked about this movie that um I don't know. I don't know enough about the other remakes/sequels to know if this is like original, but I like that it wasn't a modern retelling. Yes. They also, they said it in the 70s. So the present of like, this family did not die there 30 years ago. They died last there year. last year. So the people in this town still remember it. The like the It's all so fresh. And I think that that adds also to the element of like, of how terrible it all is. I actually totally agree about that. Yeah. I think that was a really nice touch. And it leads to some pretty good costuming work. The thing that sticks out to me is um, they come back from date night and he's wearing a black turtleneck and a brown coat, yeah, like leather, leather jacket. Yes, and he's very very handsome, and, and it 70s. looks so seventies too. I actually this actually leads into the thing that I hated most about this movie, though. Let's which get into is it. Not I guess not the most. The thing I hate the most I'll get into, but the th- something that I realized kind of right away was it doesn't feel as seventies. Like, to compare it to a movie like The Conjuring, which is just, like, pitch perfect in its costuming and the way that it's filmed. And it's just, it really does, you just feel it. Their haircuts, it's all so real. This is, like, it tried a little, like, when Ryan Reynolds looks at the house for the first time, he's wearing a jacket with, like, the collar poking out Mm -hmm. the way that it does in the 70s. And she's wearing bell-bottom, like, jeans, I think the production design and the costuming did their part. I think the filmmaking throws all of it out the window. Yeah, the kids look a little bit too timeless. I think that those children... Kids do look timeless. No, not the kids in The, the Conjuring. 
all those little girls look so 70s and they've got 70s names um and i just think that like this this movie did 50 percent. i'm pretty sure this is the names of the actual less family but that's true that's, <laughs> that's true. not really i fair. can't criticize that's not fair you're totally right um but they just didn't feel like that to me. I think that I think the little girls in The Conjuring feel 70s and these little kids felt like I could have babysat them myself. Look, you're not going to bait me into The Conjuring is a better movie than this in every uh, no, single regard. No, I'm just regard. using it as an example. I just I just think that I agree with you. I actually wrote that down. I wrote the 70s aesthetic is inconsistent, but Ryan Reynolds in that fucking orange brown leather jacket yeah. is the ultimate. He looks the most 70s there than he looks the entire movie. But then it just kind of I just think it wasn't it wasn't a priority. The 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 design of this movie was not was not their priority at all. I think that's actually a good transition into the thing I did hate most, mm-hmm. which is and I'm gonna you know, you have to indulge me for a minute here, mm-hmm. that this movie is big and obvious mm-hmm. and dumb. It mm-hmm. is interested in jump scares of things like girls with bullet holes in their heads mm-hmm. and creepy like hunched over monster men the arms that keep coming out to grab you yeah yeah it's especially i think the biggest problem with this movie is there are a bunch of and this is kind of hard to describe quick paced you know fast zooms and rapid rapid camera movement and flash cuts that are really disorienting in a really bad way it takes it takes you out of the 70s aesthetic not just of filmmaking but of you know the babysitter gets locked in the closet and the camera's moving all over, and then she's like quickly forced to put her finger in this bullet hole head. <laughs> and when um at the end when the when the mom's in the library, and or maybe it's when she's talking to the priest, but that whole end of it where she's figuring it all out, and Ryan Reynolds is exper- has has gone into the secret room in the house and is experiencing whatever, and it's all this just jumping back and forth, these flash jumps, and it's so bad. Yeah, it's or so like ineffective. he watches the um the home movie. And there's like a CGI monster face. Yeah. And it looks like it costs $10 to make. It's <laughs> it's on their faces in reality, too. And it lo- also looks terrible. When he's like about to... He's going to hit yeah. the kid with the axe. It's also in his face. Oh, and the, the dog turns into like a monster man for a yeah, second. For that a second. looks like That looks like the mannequin people from Christmas Living Beauty. <laughs> mannequin people. Yeah, no. I agree. I actually agree that I think the... the that's what I was going to say. The horror, the quote unquote like horror of this movie was really poorly done and too much gore like gore that is really ineffective and just they just bad. douse him in blood at, at one point yeah. for no reason yeah the the epitome of this is a scene at the very end of the movie when they have they have defeated him they have tied him up there in the boathouse and he like wakes up and there's just like a 30 second montage of stuff that has nothing to do with the movie yeah it's just like scary shit and everything yeah. showed on screen for half of a second if even and it's just like keys turning and blood blood pouring. yeah like, and like a little girl screaming like it's just it's almost like they just played the movie over a 30 second no, span no is that that it's like unrelated things it's all like scary shit it's, it's all like, i think it's it's hellraiser shit yeah and it's well i guess it's kind of all the stuff we can assume like has sort of just made its way into his brain from his possession haunting whatever oh sure i get that no but i agree we don't you. need to see it and again it's done it's done with these quick cuts. It's done, it's done so really horribly, so stylized, and like it looks cheap. The end result is that it looks cheap to just throw a bunch of special effects at us with no context, with no actual filmmaking There's talent. There's a slow mo moment too that's just awful. Do you remember that one? Yes, it's horrible. I wrote it down. I just hated it. The only um, stylistic camera moment that I liked is there's something with Ryan Reynolds. I don't remember what he's punching or where he is, but the the camera is moving 
kind of like with him and you sort of get that feeling like you're on unsteady legs the way mm-hmm. that he would be in that moment and it stuck out to me because it was the only like good camera work moment of this entire movie i think i also think like i said before i think that the chelsea being on top of the house is good camera work but yeah. it is still Helicopter. i mean again this wasn't directed by michael bay but that shot looks like it because it it's, it's like a 360 yeah. camera shot it's no, so i fully agree with you on all of that um i can I talk about the thing i hate the most because you sort yeah, of brought it yeah. up i think the scene with the babysitter the second she walks in the door i hated this movie the by the way slutty babysitter well like it's ridiculous like it's supposed it's supposed to be that 70s which is that she's just wearing like a bra with sleeves essentially which and was, bell bottoms and bell bottoms which is and like really low rise bell bottoms which is big in the 70s i get what they're trying to do but it's ridiculous and there's like a weird thing going on with her and the son who's 12 who's 12 in a way that like it's okay it's 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 cliche but it's okay for the 12 year old to be like when she, he's like i don't need a babysitter and then she walks in and he's like maybe i do because he's 12 and she's you know slutty uh, so he, so that's realistic. Her being like, oh, do you like to kiss with tongue and like lying on his bed is like, it's so beyond. And she was such a weird, I don't feel like, I don't, I, I legitimately do not feel like there were a lot of stereotypes in the family. There's a cute little girl. There's a, but, but they weren't really like stereotypes the way that this girl is just like the worst. Look, she just likes kiss, man. She just I wants to. Her. I hate rock and roll all every night. Every second she was on screen. And party every day. And she's like, there's that part where she's like, oh, put your hand, fingers in your ears because I'm going to tell you how the family died. And then she goes, bam, bam, bam. And then there's like, they show you the magazine articles on, or the newspaper articles on the screen. And I was just like, please save me from this. I was just thrilled when she died because I was like, she didn't get die. her. Oh, yeah. She just goes crazy. I was like, get her out of here. She's the worst. She's just so She exists as exposition. And to make you kind of hate Chelsea for a second? Well, not hate her, but be afraid of her. Be like, she gets to... She's using Jody, and she's on Jody's side. And she... She's like, oh, mommy, Jody won't kill you because you're a good mommy, which kind of makes you be like, okay, the second that, from Chelsea's point of view, she stops being a good mom, Jody's gonna kill her. So, do you remember, in the original... What Jody is? No. Jody's a pig. No, I did not remember this. Jody is a pig oh my God. that Margot Kidder sees in the window, these like demon eyes. It's like one of the best shots in the movie, in my opinion, because you could barely make out what it is. I can't imagine watching it in 1979, because now you could obviously pause it and be like, what the hell is yeah, in that window? Yeah, that's a pig. And it's a demon pig. And that's what Jody is, is, is a more abstract a demonic presence It's also in the original is more tied to them being on an Indian burial ground. Right. Uh, than it is in this. Um, whereas here, Jody is just like the little girl who was murdered the previous year. Yeah. In the, in the, in the original one, are they not, is the family not five? Is there only four in the family? Is Jody not like a little girl that was murdered? I literally watched this probably 10 years ago. I only remember the, the uh, babysitter in the closet scene. I actually don't remember. I just remember the Jody is a pig. Is a pig? Yeah. Interesting. Well, is a demon who is like manifested manifesting as a pig. As a pig. She might. Jody might manifest to the little girl Chelsea as a little girl, but we never see her as that. Interesting. In the entirety of the original movie. Yeah. The only thing we really see is like 
from a window, from outside, from yeah. a distance. And like, I, I am fully with you on like just the horrible horror of Jody and all the other characters in this movie. Like, she's I guess the only really ghost we ever see, right? Is just Jody. We don't see the other kids or the parents at all. We see Jody and we see like. Well, we see a moment of. Um, is this supposed to be the evil reverend? Yes, I think he's so. like locked up at the basement. We see him yeah. for a second. Yeah. And another flash sequence while she's reading a book, and then Ryan Reynolds is like, or no, she's talking to the priest, and Ryan Reynolds is like doing shit, like getting doused in blood. That's all the that's that's all the priest though. That's all that like, I was wondering more. Like you see Jody a ton in the movie, and you only see like we see whatever's in the bathroom. Is that like the first jump scare where it's kind of just like a yellow face with blood dripping out of its mouth? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what that was supposed to be. Stupid is what it was. Yep. Um, <laughs> oh, you know what I really hated? The, uh, I actually wrote down real world, the Amityville horror, because the days <laughs> that the days passing, I was like, please, I don't care. I don't need to know this. It gives, it gives no sense of time. And if you, if it was better done, if it was in shorter increments, for example, yes, maybe we I would agree. have a sense of what's happening and like how he's going mad, but no, it no. just jumps forward. It was one fifteen and 28. And I already knew that 28 was going to be the last day. So I was like, ah, the last day. This movie's almost over. Yeah. (laughs) But like when it jumps from 1 to 15, it's like, okay, cool. What the hell happened for two weeks? Yeah. Nothing. They like just existed as a family. It's very, I agree. I wrote that down too. I think it's very frustrating to like not give us any sense of time. No. Or to to half-ass it is more the problem. Yeah. They were trying to give you some sort of weird structure, but it could have done day one, five, seven, 15, you know, like one to 15 is the most arbitrary, like. We're halfway there. He's halfway to murdering everyone. No, that's pretty bad. I'm also, I don't remember that how the Indian burial ground thing worked in the uh, original. I think in this movie, it's it's terrible. It's just so shoehorned in. There's nothing to lead you to that except for the screen on the TV being like, kill them, kill them. That has a little no, Blackhawk style. Catch them. Catch them catch and kill them. Um, which is so stupid and it's also a weird leap for her to make of like catch him hmm why would it be written that way let me go see if there's any historical figure named catch him who used to live in my house <laughs> like it's a weird leap to make but the the little tv screen that pops up has like a blackhawks icon native american in the center well, that's, of the tv screen that's that's unrelated to this movie that was the indian test head pattern that all television shows. Is it showed. really? Yeah, that would God. be when uh, a channel would go off for the evening because they didn't Why? run. T- they didn't run TV all night. Yeah, it has. I've actually looked this up before because I've also been like, "What is up with that?" It has something to do with um, the level of detail they wanted to show. There's a lot. Everything on that screen right. means something for testing a television set. That makes sense. And for like all the lines and stuff. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, they chose an Indian head. Uh, that's what it's called. I don't mean to be. Um, it's called the Indian test head pattern. And that's just like a historical that's really weird. artifact, I guess. And racist. I think it started from like the 50s, probably. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. Oh, boy. Well, this movie uh, is not interested in doing anything with um, this Native American plot line. It's just to be like, LOL, a guy literally murdered horrifically and tortured a bunch of Native Americans here. And I guess to use that as like, oh, so sad, which is just awful. Yep. Yep, those are uh, brown bodies as plot points. Oh, yeah. We're there. We're there in, that, in this movie. <laughs> yeah. That's my list. 
Yeah, I don't think that there's... I My things that I hated were was longer than my things that I liked, mm-hmm. which I think is important. But I feel like because my thing that I my things that I liked were so overarching of the movie, like just like it's a good cast, great cast, really like Ryan Reynolds' performance. I like his body. His body's also great. He's wet a lot. It's almost too much. I'm like I'm experiencing now. I'm no no too muscly. Oh, I'm experiencing now a thing that I've never really experienced before, where I will look at a man who is like really 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 ripped in a movie or tv show and i am not i almost think it's a little bit over the top like my experience i had with it was um nate and how to get with murder he's too ripped it's like too much and i think that ryan reynolds got close to too much in that when he's like chopping wood with the children Mm -hmm. i'm like get out of here porn star like you don't belong here (laughs) see that's how i felt the whole time you don't belong here yeah and i am i'm interested i really am interested in whether or not he's supposed to be young and hot in this movie him being like a young hot stepdad versus him just trying to play older like he should already have children that i i don't know how to feel about that because i don't know what their intention was in casting a at the time young ryan reynolds to be in this role where he's playing a father to, to three children and he's only 28 i don't have the answers nothing to say no <laughs> So I have two questions for you. Mm -hmm. They sort of relate to each other, but they sort of don't. The first one is, it was my first thought watching this movie, um, is would you live in a murder house? If you went to a house and it was beautiful and it was everything that you wanted and uh, the realtor was like, it was a great, great, great deal. You're like spending pennies to get this beautiful house. And the realtor's like, yeah, someone totally died here. It was super violent. Would you live there? Where is it? It th- Your answer changes? Yes. Okay, so pretend there's one in the city. It's a house in the city. What city? Chicago. Okay. And someone was straight up grisly murdered. Because, yeah, I agree. Country homes are always horrible. <laughs> so... The answer is in a rural setting? No, absolutely not. No, absolutely not. not. We're, we're, you're not going to look there. I will live in a murder house in Chicago. I probably already have. It's Chicago. Yeah, but like... We're talking about like a house, not an apartment, like a house that yeah. you're that you're that you're putting your money into. Because the thing about like pennies, though, if you they're pennies. Well, we're poor. <laughs> if you put your money into an apartment and you're paying monthly rent and you started being haunted, you could break your lease and you could leave. But like the thing that always happens in these movies is that like they put their savings into this. Even if it's a small amount of savings, it's your savings and you invested. And you know what they do at the end? They just leave. They get on a goddamn speedboat. And, <laughs> and they zoom away. But that's like they're losing an investment. So my question is, would you, knowing the risks that you could possibly completely lose investment because at the end you'll be speeding away on a speedboat, would you do it? In the city, probably. Okay. Depends on the city, but yeah. What, what's the difference in the city? Chicago doesn't have the kind of history. I'd say big with like anything on the West Coast. Interesting. That's, that's, an, that's an interesting yeah. thought. I haven't thought about that. So was it, it was in... I mean, you wouldn't live in Boston, but... Never. If it was in Boston, you'd be like, heck no. Boston, no. What about New York? I have a house in New York? Yeah. Is that what you're telling you're me? You're paying pennies for it. Where is it? Uh, <laughs> On Long Island, where this is. True. Uh, No. You wouldn't do it? I don't want to live on Long Island. What, is it, what if you wanted to? Yeah, probably. 
weird shit happens on Long Island, though. I don't think I want to live on Long Island at all. This is, I re- this is I reject not a literal your premise. question. <laughs> this is an ideological question. I reject your premise. I'm not moving to Long Island. Okay, but you do it in Chicago. Yeah. I don't know if I would do it or not. I might. I like not knowing. I might be like, don't tell me what's wrong with this place. I don't even care. You know <laughs> where like, I'd 100% do it? Where? California. There are ghosts in California. I know. There's some bad shit that's happened out there. I know. But you I don't can... know why you're so eager to move into a ghost house in California. Because <laughs> you can capitalize on it. You'd like sell tickets to your home? Yes. Okay. Well, that makes sense, I guess. I don't know if I would do it. I, I feel conflicted about it on a regular basis. I think I would feel too creepy. And I also would feel haunted even if nothing was happening i would like look for excuses for that it'd be a haunting because i'd be like i knew it i knew it it's haunted i shouldn't have come here goodbye but we're in agreement that no rural neither of us would live no in a rural. no probably because like i wouldn't even if i was moving into a house that had been built for me living anywhere rural is a death sentence yes <laughs> sorry to anyone who lives in a rural area i uh i want to be uh I can run to the guy next door and pound at his door and be like, let me in. I'm getting murdered. I like there to be a, a nice support system less than 500 feet away. Yeah. What was your second question? The second question. I'm only bringing this up because I think this is the first movie we've talked about that had a happy ending with people who were going to be like a family still. Scream sort of goes into this. But I think Scream answers that question because there's four movies of like, how do you get past horrible things that happen to you? Yes. Yeah, yeah. And with Scream, it's not really necessary because Sydney never really has to deal with people who've like betrayed her because then they just die. Um, like she didn't have to like continue hanging out with the people who've let her down. But these children are going to go off now with this stepfather. They're probably not. They knew that this was a curse. They know that the second that he's away from the house, he's totally fine. He was always fine before. It was clearly the house possessing him. So they could move on from this and be like, all right, even though you literally stalked me and told me you were going to kill me and hurt my children and hurt me and said awful, awful things about us. Like, do you think they'll be fine? Do you think they would be fine? Shouts out to therapy. (laughs) I mean, like, that's the only answer. Yeah, but like. Will they be fine? No, absolutely not. None of them who have had this happen to them will be fine yeah. in the traditional sense. I think they can move past it. I think that they will struggle at first, particularly the children. Yeah. But I think that as they grow, they will be able to rationalize it more, especially with therapy. Like, I think that, like, this was something completely out of their stepfather's control. Mm-hmm. And as long as he continues to be part of her li- of their lives, then yes, they'll be able to move past it as well. Yeah. I guess I just think maybe, like, there'd be some element that'd be like, this is just not going to work. Maybe, you know? but I think that would be, that would come down to Kathy, I think. Oh, it absolutely If Kathy is like, I can no longer trust I you. Can no, I can, like, because there's just a part of this that I just think about of like, I guess the question I ask myself in this situation is, I don't know. I've, I've seen this in media before where somebody says something to someone and even if they they say it when they're possessed or they say it and they didn't know what they were talking about or whatever there's just this memory that you have of that person saying that to you yeah and like if these little children that little boy has to deal with like looking at ryan reynolds and thinking at one point in my life that man made me hold a log while he swung his axe down to chop it in half 
And even knowing that it was not his fault, you just cannot banish that from your mind. I think I maybe you're just right about therapy, but I just I just wonder about like how much it affects them. You know what? Way. I think you're totally right. Your question doesn't have a clean answer. Yeah. There's I have nothing that's to fair. say that's like I just think about it a lot with these kind of movies. I think about it a lot also with the children. It's it's not as complicated. I feel like because they are so young, so there is they can get a lot of therapy. I think about it with like romantic partners in horror movies a lot. Yeah. Where like how do you just then like walk away and go like, oh yeah, we we were in that horrible experience. Especially if you're not like married. If there's just this like experience that you just have together and you're like, it might just be better for us to just walk away from this. You know? Yeah. I just, I think about it a lot. And I thought about it a lot with this movie that I'm just being like, speed away on a speedboat, bye house. Don't e-. He's like, don't even look at it, Kathy. And I was like, you're going to have to like think about this. You know, you're going to have to go into this a lot and talk about it a lot because you can't just say, don't look at it. It's over. I wasn't myself. We're done. Yeah. Yeah. Is that, can we get on a speedboat and speed away from this movie? (laughs) If we have to. I will say, I I do, I do think that I had a net gain in this experience. You know what? I, my, my beef is with Platinum Dunes. It is with everything about this movie that signals to me that it is not interested in art or storytelling or Mm -hmm. even really entertainment. It's just a cash grab. It's just, let's be flashy and let's be cheap. Scary. Yes. In the most cliche, terrible way possible. Mm -hmm. This was much better movie than either Curse of Sleeping Beauty or Rites of Spring. Yeah. Yeah. I think just a lot more fun to watch. I agree. I had much better time. Like that's what, I think that's what I'm saying about net gain. Like we've only talked about one movie so far in this podcast that I would that I would constitute art, which is Scream. Mm-hmm. But you think that move horror movies have to be art to be enjoyable? No, because I don't, and I just think this is this for me was like just a really and I did jump and I was scared of Ryan Reynolds and I think that just for those reasons it was just a net positive for me. I want to get on the speedboat. Okay, get on the speedboat. So when we come back, we will pick next week's movie. Can't wait. (laughs) So we've got the roulette up, and next week's movie will be... Ah. Odd Thomas. Odd Thomas. Do you know what this is? I've never even heard of it. Me neither. I'm scared. What if it's bad again? (laughs) It might be. It probably is. Let me look it up. Oh, no. It's got Anton Yelkin in it. Oh, no. Oh, no. We're going to cry. It's the 2013 film Odd Thomas, and it's got Anton Yelkin in it. This is going to be interesting. I'm excited, kind of. It's PG-13. Comedy fantasy horror is what it says on... All right, so... Strap in. I'm excited. Okay. Odd Thomas will be our next movie, and yeah. More interesting picks from the depths of Netflix. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've never heard of this one at all. All right. So thanks so much for listening, everyone. If you enjoy our podcast, please rate and review us on iTunes. Go ahead and subscribe. That helps more people find us and more mm-hmm. people join in the revelry of horror films. <laughs> you can also follow us on Twitter at Now Screaming Pod. Facebook at Now Screaming. And visit us on our website at NowScreaming.com. Tell us how you feel about the Amity Horror franchise. Yeah, I would love to... Amityville Horror franchise. Yeah, I totally we, we, We're in a speedboat speeding away. We don't even remember yep, the name of the movie at all. <laughs> uh, but until then, uh, thanks to Jonas Soleka for providing our theme song. Mm-hmm. 
And thanks, Wes Craven. Just for me and you. Just <laughs> What if Wes Craven you made an Annieville more... Horror uh, remake? Would you have liked it then? No. Why not? Wes Craven would never do that to me. He might. No. <laughs> anyway. We're get, we need to get out of here. We need to get away from this. Until next week, everyone. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye. Thanks so much. Bye.